This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in the Bay Area, number one podcast in Oakland. Uh, today is a special event. I have traveled 300 miles to talk to this guest today. She, when it, when, when it comes to powerful women um, that do everything, uh, this girl should be in the dictionary. She is a singer. She's an actress, a model. I think she's a doctor or a nurse. It's one of those. I've seen her in Scrubs, so it's one of those things. So welcome, Bianca, to Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank How's you. your day going? Well, um, I'll say that I worked last night, so uh, so far it's going good. I'm I'm still here. So you <laughs> awake. So you say you work. What is your what is your like actual nine to five? It's actually uh, more like a seven to seven thirty, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I'm an ICU nurse. Um, and, um, it just depends, especially right now with everything that's going on and with the shortage of nurses, then, uh, the schedule is three nights a week, but there's been definitely nights that it's been, I mean, weeks where it's been even seven days a week, Uh nights a week or whatever is, whatever is in this. So it just, it depends. So right now we are in uh, Los Angeles, which is like, I guess they say it's like the mecca of like the COVID shit that's going on. <laughs> so, um, so have you been dealing with a lot of that? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've, we've definitely experienced the, uh, yeah, we get to see, we get to see everything, you know, like um, the process, right? From, from receiving the patient to, their their progression and and their all that is all that is being um all that takes place um is it real is it real depressing (laughs) well you know here is now that you asked that actually it's the one thing that i've been sharing with the nurses and i really believe this is that nurses have something special about them where is like they they have this balance between art and um like the love the passion of of caring of their kindness their just this sense of saving lives like if you ask a nurse and like what do you do to be she she'll ask she'll answer i save lives like mm. that's that's um their that's their soul like that's where you get a lot of um so what I've been what I've been telling them is that I really believe that it's possible for nurses to make an impact in this in this change that we are experiencing right now because we understand the science of it we see the progression of the patients from when we receive them to the, how they're doing they're well like as they recover or whichever way it goes yeah and um but at the same time there's still that compassion and that care so i really you know one thing that i think of a lot you know when i when i get reported like when i start my shift and i just look at nurses and i'm like this is like i see the love that some of us are may not see may, may not be seeing in society um can we actually can we start this like can we just go back because like i feel like i'm all <laughs> i'm all over the place so i um so let's 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 get out that because i mean for people who are listening to this uh, they're hearing your accent you are from spain correct yeah i mean i was born in romania i grew up in spain since i was three four had uh-huh. to turn four uh and then i lived in argentina for about a year or so and then i moved to the u.s yeah. So how old were you when you came to the U.S.? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. And why did you come to the U.S.? Well, that was just like that was a plan that my family and I kind of 
agreed on to when I left Spain because they were just like as a teenager I just I just it was a lot of a, a lot of partying and a lot of um and a lot more just than than just partying and just like the environment itself I wasn't like in a in a good place mm. and um that was just so that I could step out of that environment so the plan was um to go to Argentina um I was for instance I was I was drinking a lot I used to drink a lot um and well, just, that's like that's like your culture right overseas yeah I mean and and it started we start soon too it's like it's not seen as something yeah you know bad it's just like it's part of the culture like you're saying so um yeah we we uh so you left it was romania right you left romania because you were getting in trouble or you were partying too much no that the spain oh you left spain because you were partying too much right we're in spain uh madrid madrid yeah so it was just your family was just concerned about your your partying and they sent you to to where to Argentina. Argentina. Well, it just actually gets a little. It it just gets a little darker. If I were to go deeper into yeah, so that, yes, let's get dark. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Drugs or something? Uh, it, it was not so much um, drugs. It, it, no, it was not. It was not. I, I. I. It was not drugs. It was more of. Um, you know, like we were. My family. We were some of the the first the first wave of immigrants that were heading like got to spain and mm-hmm. like as soon as communism was over in romania there was a lot of um exodus from the country uh so growing up you know we were really like seeking a, a better place to to live and um growing up like i, I started saying i experienced a lot of bullying just because I didn't speak the language. Mm -hmm. Um, People were not used to just kids that did not speak the language or just, you know. Um, And and then even as a teenager, you know, because with all the bullying, um, you got to learn to defend yourself because your mom and dad are not there. So for me, my dad was like very much like... um, getting me ready for those for those moments to say so then as a teenager i kept kind of getting into trouble in that sense and like um it didn't feel right in my heart but it was definitely just that was the environment that i had been you know yeah grown up in um so we yeah we um So you guys decided to move as a family or was it just you that went to Buenos Aires? First, (laughs) it's just like, as I'm thinking about this, it's like so abrupt and like so sudden because it was just like this desperate need or like of, of like survival. Really? It was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, both of my grandparents, like it were, they were farmers. And so, um, as soon as my parents got the visa, like they actually left the country and uh and they left my my brother, my two sisters and I back in Romania because they had to do something to get out of that situation to to like seeking a better future for us mm-hmm. so um it was first them, then my dad came and picked me up from Romania, which that was very interesting. Also the way it, it, it happened, very emotional. Um, yeah. So did you, when you came to the States, was it like a culture shock for you? A big time. Yeah. Cause like, especially coming from like a Latin culture. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you're just used to like hugging and like two kisses. It's just like a, a common way of, saying hi yeah i missed that (laughs) (laughs) right um so oh okay 
Okay. So I'm just saying, like, if you have, uh, like, things that are, like... Okay, 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 okay. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see, let's see. There was a lot of things I wanted to get into. All right, so let's talk about your music, your music right now. Yes. You, what are you working on? Well, right now, it's uh, I'm working on an EP. I just released a sing a single. I have a feeling we might have to do this again because <laughs> there's like a lot. Going yeah, we got to do this. My my shit is uh my shit is live. So what do you mean? Like I don't edit. Like once I we start the interview. Uh huh. So we're we're gonna have to do this again. We're gonna have to do what? Do this again. Oh yeah, yeah. We're still. I'm. St you're still being recorded. Right. I understand that. Yeah, but I I um. I think we have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's just, it's a lot. Like, it's, those are, like, loaded questions for me because everything that I'm doing, even, like, right now, it's all related to everything that took place. Yeah. And there's so much depth to it that I don't want to rush. It's, it's nothing superficial. Yeah. Like, even right now, like, the music aspect, I'm clearly not, it's not for, it's not for money because I'm, you know it's mm -hmm. I, I make good money with my job but um and it's connected with that belief about the nurses which i didn't really um describe as well because it's just a lot going on in my head right now yeah so but i definitely i definitely would love to have more time to really express this because this is why i also made it like a um i also made it like a a a bigger deal in a, in a way like in the sense like doing a riot with the cameras and lights and everything because i want to use this to to share with as many people as possible my story and what i'm doing because that will enable people to connect and with everyone that i've talked with and like shared actually where i come from my story and like everything that i've been through um they really connect with with a lot of it because like it gets dark to attempted suicide drinking gang like fights and like my like my first boyfriend as a teenager I, it was in a gang so then it was just like a lot of a, a lot of darkness in that sense so yeah that's what th and those are the those are the stories that i want to right so, and that's why <laughs> that's what i'm saying is like <laughs> we'll just have to um you know do it do it with more time because i i think it's 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 a like it's it's good content and it's people it's something that people can identify with and it's something that i look in a certain way but you'll never guess yeah the the stories that come with it <laughs> all right well uh everyone stay tuned for part two <laughs> of bianca's story um yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna pack this up right yeah. now <laughs> Well, I mean, well, let's let's just wrap it up now, and then, uh, yeah. and then we'll 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 schedule a part two. I mean, I'm in town till till Monday, so okay, okay. And um, like part two doesn't have to be all like fancy. It <laughs> just it could just be me and you on the table. Okay, all so. right. Okay. So uh, part two, everyday celebrity podcast, Bianca. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> we are out. You. You, 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 welcome to part two of the infamous Bianca <laughs> Everyday Celebrity Podcast interview. We got kicked out. I mean, well, we didn't get kicked out. Our time expired at the Jesus Wall, which is a very nice space. But now we are in the luxury apartments of a famous photographer, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we'll we'll talk about Omar later. Um, <laughs> where where did we where did where do we where do we leave off? We, oh yeah, your transition from Buenos Aires to the states. Right. Well, I feel like we were a little bit like all over the place because I feel like there was so much. Well, that yeah, yeah. I wanted to express that. Well, now we can take our time. So <laughs> I want to uh, now I want to know right. about your life in Romania first. All right. How was it like growing up there? Well, since I was I was really young, um, so the little that I remember is like as a three year old, 
um, it was my brothers and my sisters, like they pretty much became my parents because my actual, my parents, they had left Romania. So, um, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was just, I remember, I do remember there was this moment that I remember that, um, my, our grandpa had made this swing and, uh, given that my parents had left so suddenly, I remember this moment where uh, my brother was pushing me in the swing and I remember telling him, like, David, I think like if you push me really, really hard in the swing, maybe I can fly where mom is. I don't know where she's at, but maybe I can get there. Uh, so there was just like some nostalgic moments like that where um, you just find balance within the instability that life gives you as all of us really do our best with. Um, so that was just a little bit of part of that, um, experience with, from what I remember as a, as a little, as a little girl, um, and, uh, and just doing a lot of fun work with my grandpa. So you have, bro, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Two sisters and one brother. Are you the oldest? I'm the youngest actually. And, uh, it's in... It's an interesting story because initially, um, well, the story behind this is that my brothers and sisters, they're like much older than I am. Like it's like 14, 13 and 11 years older. And uh, given our circumstances that we didn't have much resources, um, the right thing that was encouraged for my mom to to do after she found out that she was pregnant was you should have an abortion because this is probably not the (laughs) (laughs) oh we're outside everybody in downtown LA so (laughs) um because it was just you know it was not the best timing and not, not timing not that you know it was just it was just hard already. It was already really hard. And like, um, again, coming on and like, uh, the background being just farmers and working the land and just a lot of hard work. So, wait, wait, so, so was abortions a thing in Romania back in those days? Oh, what? Abortions. Well, of course. <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, my, uh, my aunt had scheduled the, the appointment for my mom. But then my mom had this dream, and uh, because of that dream, she's like, I, I cannot follow through. So no matter what anybody says, I'm just going to have this baby, and um, and God willing. So all of you guys have the same mom, same dad? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Are you closer to uh, one sibling than the other? Uh, we kind of grew up pretty, like... Like, we're very together, all of us. We're really close to each other. Very different relationships. Like, every every one of my sisters and my brother, they're, like, very unique characteristics that I'm just... I just connect with them at different levels. So, um, I wouldn't be able to, to tell you specifically one of them I connect more. If anything, up until, like, I was, like, 12 or so, I remember, like, my brother was everything and everything and everyone to me like my because i felt that connection with him the most oh okay so romania so was it uh growing up in romania was um, so you you were in Romania until what age? Four. Until four. Right. Okay, and then you went f- from four years old. You left and went where? Spain. Spain. Okay. So what was Spain like from uh, going from Romania? Well, my dad came and picked me up. Oh. Okay, so my dad came and picked me up first. Um, we took the bus 
So we went from Romania to Spain in the, uh, in the bus. And I remember, like, as we were getting to Spain, and, you know, you see, like, the bulls. Um, I don't know if, if you've been, but... The Chicago like, bulls? Yeah, yeah, there you go. The basketball team? <laughs> no, not those, but, oh. like, it's similar to them. Running with the bulls. Exactly. <laughs> not those either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, was, I started seeing that, and, like, just something inside of me, it just it made me say to my dad, can you please send me back to my brother and my sisters? Like, it felt like I, I, I realized, you know, they're, like, not there. Mm-hmm. He had me all distracted, like, coloring books and stuff. And I was like, wait, we're in a different place. Like, where are we now? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then moving on from there, uh, we got to the bus station, right? And... um my dad distracted me with, you're going to see your mom. And I was like, oh, that's right. Like, I had not seen her for like a year or so. Mm. And um, that moment was was very special because I remember he, he didn't see her and like she didn't see me either. Like, but I saw my mom. So it was just like, I ran to my mom. And I was just like, the first thing I said was like, show me, show me where you live. Yeah. You know, I was like thrilled about this. Like, it was like a new... Um, a new phase in whatever it was going to be. And um, I remember, you know, we, we went to the play, to the apartment and uh, the apartment, there was like, so we had three, three bedrooms, the apartment, and we had about 12 people living in the apartment. And this is in Madrid, right? Correct. Okay. Right. And, uh, of course, like, to a kid, like, it's, that was, like, irrelevant. Like, I didn't realize that then. Uh, but thinking back on it, it was, it was quite the experience. And, like, because it was the, the sacrifice, you know, to be done in order for us to, like, get a, have a better life, if you will. Like, that, at least that was the rationale and that given moment that, they could do best. Mm. So, um, from then on, there were several different experiences that kind of brought down a little bit my, my excitement of being in a new place, which, um, which is, is what I, I mentioned earlier about, um, the bullying and, and just that kind of aspect of it where, where people are not used to kids out of. Yeah. So you spent your teenage years in Madrid, right? Correct. Yeah. Now, when I went to Spain, I was in Barcelona, though. Nice. Um, uh, when I was in Barcelona, I felt like I've done the most drugs I've ever done in my life. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Barcelona, it was like a nonstop fucking party. Okay. okay. Like from sun up to sun down, the right. clubs don't open till like twelve, and then you party all night till the sun comes yes. up. Then you go to after hours. Yeah. And then you're in the after hours all day. That's right. And everyone's high on coke and pills and shit, <laughs> wow. dancing to techno. Right. So, what I br- I bring that up to ask you was you going through all that in Madrid? So not so like I didn't as far as like first of all I was I was raised very um strict in the sense like uh my parents were like very religious. Oh those those be the worst ones. <laughs> because then the girls when you're raised by real strict religious parents you you you're secretly wild. <laughs> you're secretly. Yeah, I mean um at least they 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 did their best into like implying certain principles and and morals Mm. but um it was just like an imbalance from what i was being told and what i was seeing in 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 my surroundings and uh and like the environment itself so your parents were like oh you need to save yourself from marriage and then you go out to the world where everyone's fucking and shit well (laughs) no that that's not it's not i mean that that's definitely uh, one yeah. of the that was just a stupid example I right <laughs> i mean that is that is definitely one one example but um it it just 
it just um it had like different different um different focus like different not necessarily about marriage because i was really young like when all this was was taking place but um yeah that was definitely definitely part of it um i just really like to i like to dance i like i like just it was like um something that i really enjoyed and it took me out of that mm How could I describe this? Just just out of that that space that I'm not I'm being vague about it because that's just like another another did you feel like free and like topic? It just felt it was it felt right in my heart. You know, like mm-hmm. so that's one of the things like the religion that I, I grew up on, uh, dancing is not seen well at all. No? So then right. What religion is this? Uh Seventh day Adventist. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know shit about <laughs> uh, none of that. Yeah. Um which you know it it it's it has really good principles and it's is wonderful but again there are certain things that did not feel right with with my heart like i was like but i want to do these things and and i was like no you can't like it's just that's not yeah not to be doing that yeah so um so not so much about the drugs and stuff uh definitely more on the on the drinking aspect that's that's something that um it was more of a almost like an issue if i may say that mm-hmm. because um as i grew older is like i almost seeked more that feeling of detaching from whatever was going on around me um because it was just it was just too much for 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 what it was mm-hmm. um so not n- not so much the the drugs but like i said it was definitely going out and do you do you think you were uh, an alcoholic or did you just think that you were just drink you were just drinking more than you should be um i guess it's it's somewhat um subjective in that sense i um yeah, I'm asking. I'm a, I'm not asking what people probably thought of you. I'm asking what you thought of yourself. Did you think you were an alcoholic? I mean, I was. I. It got. To, I'll say this. I got to a point where where we would go out and like I would just go to the bar and because you look good, it's just like kind of automatic. You just kind of get a drink somehow. Yeah. It just kind of appears. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I just liked it on the rocks and just vodka or like straight up like hard yeah. liquor um so i think that when you drink like the intention that you have for the drinking aspect is probably what defines whether you may be an alcoholic or not mm-hmm. for myself it was i could say Yes, but it was something that I knew that it wasn't it wasn't right to do, but I didn't know any better at the time. Yeah. Were you drinking with the intention to get drunk or you were just drinking because you like being out in the social scene? I I was just drinking cuz I wanted to forget about everything. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What were you trying to forget about? Um just a lot of aspects that I grew up with that brought a lot of instability that it's hard to make sense of, especially as a little kid, mm-hmm. um, referring to violence, referring to, um, just a lot of negative energy that as a kid, you don't know how to deal with. Yeah. And, um, and this is also part of, you know, everything that I'm doing. I, I really want to emphasize the the aspect of, the importance of of treating children children the the right way and and really uh just like Whitney said in one of her songs uh let them lead the way you're talking about Whitney Houston yes oh, okay yeah <laughs> I mean there's only one Whitney I don't know it's like Whitney <laughs> yeah, you never know yeah yeah no um yeah and and um that's that's one thing that I'm really passionate about doing in in this process as I'm pursuing what 
I feel that I have to do. So when I was scrolling through your uh, your Facebook, I scrolled through like five minutes of your Facebook, yeah. and um, you seem like you're very uh, into like spirituality. I mean, say, tell me if I'm wrong, but you seem like you're very into like spirituality and right. like uh, working out, uh, uh, like healthy body, healthy mind, and all that, and meditation and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, people are not usually. Uh, like I wouldn't say born into that type of stuff, but um, people don't. People usually fall into that after something happens in their life. Yeah, and then they get into like spirituality and all that stuff. Mm. So, and then I mentioned. I remember you mentioning talking about you had a boyfriend in in Spain. Uh, in Spain, right? And it was a it was a it was a bad relationship. Yeah, well, you know, when when your relationship with your dad is not the best one, then you kind of project that onto your other relationships. Mm-hmm. So um, when you don't know, you just kind of, you know, you go with what you grew up with. And Was uh, this a relationship with a guy who was grown and you were still a, a, a teenager? Um, well, I... Um, I'm thinking of, of different relationships right now. So I I did have that also. Mm-hmm. Um, I did tend to surround myself with people that were older than myself. You know, I was up right, like, I was probably like 17 or 18. They were probably like 27 or 30. Yeah. Because um, out there, it's not really frowned upon, right? Or, I mean, it's probably frowned upon, but it's not like the U.S. Yeah, it, it, was, it was different. And it just... Um, it was just like my spirit also and just yeah mm. okay yeah so what was so uh horrible about this specific relationship so i mean if we are to connect the what happened in the past to like the spirituality and the relationship and everything else it wasn't so much about that specific relationship yeah um that relationship um it was um how could i say this i mean you're just you're just a teenager and you're, and you're seeking something outside of yourself mm-hmm. that you don't even know yourself what you're looking for yeah um so then that makes you have relationships where you're being manipulated or you're you're being in an environment that is not really helping you grow but it's more like the opposite of that mm-hmm. so it was just a, a, a toxic relationship that um but really aside from that connecting back to the uh, the, the spirituality that you mentioned uh it was that shift really happened like 2019 and in, in july where you know, as I mentioned to you, as an ICU nurse, seeing so many people pass or seeing like so much trauma and just already having like an upbringing that was heavy enough, it got to a point where everything that I had known up until that point, it just, it was not enough to make sense of life. And in that moment, I, uh, I remember very specifically that I couldn't, it was like I had given up in a way, you know, I was like, I had tried everything. I had done therapy. I had tried different, several things and nothing made sense. Like even the therapists, I would, I would talk with them and I had been told before they're like, well, after everything that you share with me, I'm surprised that you're actually functional. Like you actually have a degree. You actually, you know, and that's not helping me. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. But like, what's next like i, I want to keep moving forward and i want to grow uh-huh. and um and that's where all, all all my environment and everything that was taking place it took me back to what is this for like wh- what are we here for like what's the purpose of all that is happening and all the sacrifice like i grew up you know, seeing my parents like work from like five in the morning to like midnight. I barely got to see them. I pretty much was raised by myself. Like I, it was just so much that I'm like, okay, so what's the point of all of this? Like, so what's the point of 
sacrificing, working so hard and like, and doing, putting all this effort into, you know, just being a good person because that was the other thing was just like, you have to be good and you have to do good and you have, and and all those questions, you know, came, came to me in all at once. And it was so overwhelming and it was so painful because there, I, I had nowhere to, to start with. Like I didn't know where to, where to, to pick up from that I, um, I had, I, I was like, I was ready to go. I was, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Um, whatever this life is, I, uh, I spoke with a few friends that I had around me and I told them like, you know, I love them very much, but I just, I, I genuinely felt so much pain in my heart and, and everything that was going on. I couldn't make any sense of it. That I was like, I'm, I just want to go. I just want to, you know, go as in you were having like suicidal thoughts. Correct. Okay. Right. Um, which which I find important to share this because especially in this time a lot of people are being faced with that kind of instability and lack of sense and lack of understanding and this is why you know my start of understanding of the truth of reality and what is really reality mm. um I felt like I, in my heart, I, I was like, I have to share this with people and I, I have to, um, express this because I know the pain. I know what it feels like to just want to be done with everything because it just doesn't make sense. You're just like, you're doing your best. You're doing your best. You're trying, you're trying. And it's like, before what, mm -hmm. you know, like what was the point of it all? So, um, as as i went into this this new new phase of uh, in my life um what happened at that specific time i had a friend uh i remember she called me i have never seen her cry before i remember she called me she facetimed me and she goes you can't do this to me and and genuinely i i obviously i'm like i don't i don't mean to do anything to anyone i just i genuinely can't take this much I, I just don't know what to do with this so um what she suggested was she's like i want you to talk with a friend of mine and i want you to read this book i was like okay so i did that uh the book was called how to change your mind and uh and i talked with uh with the friend that she had suggested um, and I, I want to share this because, you know, as her friend, she called me and she goes, I mean, she, first she felt, she felt the heaviness of, of all the energy that I had accumulated. And as I'm sharing with her, you know, because I understand it's like, it was like my responsibility. It didn't feel right to, to bring on to someone that negativity. It was like, it's my problem. Like whatever I'm feeling is like, I'm trying to figure out a way. So anyway, what I want to share is something that she said to me, where it's like, she says, um, take a, take a vacation from life. And that just kind of opened up so many, it just, it just like allowed me to breathe somehow. Because just thinking of that, it just, just um even someone just telling you that it was like take a take a vacation from life is maybe it's just it's just what i needed to hear and and god knows best uh what we need in every single moment that um as soon as she said that i just i remember going home and i didn't do anything for like three days <laughs> i just like because a lot of the times given the fast pace that we live in, given that, you know, the pressure from your, fam your family, your friends, you have to fit in, you have to look in a certain way, you have to do these things, you have to pay whatever, you like, you have the bills. It's just like a lot of responsibilities and, and just, it builds up. There's so, there's so much buildup that you, you, 
don't realize it because you don't take the time to actually meditate upon it or like retrospect on yourself and say hey you're doing like a lot right now like you know um that's why like Deepak uh, Chopra he says in one of the one of the interviews that for those that say they don't have time to meditate he goes maybe well then you should meditate even more you know because um well we can get into the because um in in the next like question or like in the next um yeah so was uh shaving your hair was that like a spiritual thing too to remove all of the and become like a new person no it was actually because um i used to do iv therapies for for this beautiful little girl and um she didn't have she she her hair wouldn't grow um because she had hashimoto disease and um i remember you know like she was very talented she's still very talented but that was something that just kind of sometimes held her from from doing certain things or just not necessarily held her back because she always pushed herself but um it was something that kind of limited her in a certain ex- to certain extent just because especially as a kid you just want to fit in you just want to look like every not look like everybody but like yeah at least you know mhm is is something that stands out so it was more for um showing that with hair or no hair or whatever is going on it's it's irrelevant you know, like whatever you look like it's what really matters in life is that you believe and have faith in what you you feel in your heart that you have to do um and that was my reason for it i just i remember after after shaving and i just faced i'm her um she just looked at me a little puzzled like oh okay <laughs> okay well that's interesting um i just i just said hi how are you know i didn't i didn't mention what i did or anything like that it was just more like a nonchalant action yeah, yeah. but um but that was the reason that was the reason all right so when you left um overseas when you came to the states where did you uh where did you come so i was living in redlands loma linda area that's um that's where i started that's in california yeah oh, okay yeah it's like inland empire okay um that's where i did my prerequisites for nursing that's where my brother was at the time with with his wife mm-hmm. um so yeah that that's where that's where it all it all started did you did you like did you like it you know, everyone um, loves california did you see it on tv and shit all the the, bl- <laughs> the blondes running around on the I, beach and you shit? know you know it's interesting because i remember at the time um i had this i had this venezuelan boyfriend right and um i remember like i was pretty much facetiming him the whole like a lot of hours mm-hmm. and um i'm saying this because it's just like at that point i didn't really care to come to california i was more like being because he he was on uh he lived on an island so i was like i could go to the island and then we can you know you just kind of create your own yeah you know story over there um so first it was very shocking you know as in like culturally um it felt a lot colder it felt a lot more detached mm. it felt just like you know just keep keep your space keep you know and so and so that was interesting you know and and not only that but like up until that point my parents kind of helped me like they did help me uh with paying for school paying for all these things and now that they stopped helping but it was like okay now you have to work too and i was like Okay, good. But at the same time, I was learning a new language. Yeah. I was like figuring out like studying something that I I wasn't necessarily like passionate about, but I was just it was just part of the process, so I was there. I was doing it. Um 
And um, and again, you know, I remember I uh, started dancing again, and and um, I had a, a a jazz band, and I wasn't again studying as much. It was more about I I just you know I love that. Um, so my brother was like, okay, you either stop this and you focus on like learning English and like applying yourself to school and like getting good grades mm -hmm. or you go back to Spain. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm pretty, uh, what I'm hearing is you, I mean, even though you love nursing, but I, I what I'm hearing is that your passion is music. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, um, you know, that's one of the things that as I've come to understand more of my soul and, and what I am to do, I wish I had, which this is irrelevant because it's, it's, it's past tense, but, um, again, emphasizing on, on giving a sense of pride to children, giving a sense of, of, being them being valued because a lot of that had to do with with me not pursuing more of of what i i love to do you know mm -hmm. i i just felt like i wasn't i wasn't fitting but i didn't want to disappoint my family or i didn't want to you know, it was like it, it was just it was just uncomfortable in that sense yeah so um definitely is something that comes very natural. Like I remember growing up, my dad was like had a rock band in the seventies. Um, he he was he's been singing ever since I can remember. I sang with him at church. Um, started playing piano when I was like fifteen, guitar mm. when I was seven. Uh, when I went to Argentina, more than studying nursing, which what I was sent for there, mm -hmm. it was more about. I started singing opera, which I was, I would just sing like five to eight hours a day. Mm. And, um, again, when my brother was like, as you can tell by now, is like, he's my, like my dad almost to yeah. a certain point. Um, can check on me is like, well, are you, how, how are your grades? And I'm just, I'm riding horses and singing opera. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I, I wish I had believed in myself more. I wish I had, you know, done that of what I've loved more. Um, but it's okay. Mm. It's it's just part of each one's process and, and without... Um, so... When someone asks you... What type of artist are you? Can you describe yourself? <laughs> well, I'm talking about musically. Right. Um, at this point, for me, is like the mu I mean, doing music, it has a complete different focus. Mm. You know, um, because of of my age, because of of how I I came around it. Um, if anything, the type of artist that I envision myself to be is one that people can look up to and, and say, okay, that makes sense. W what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, that means, um, a lot of times we have, not a lot of the times, but sometimes we have an artist say something yet their actions or what we get from or whatever it is it's it's pretty much almost like the opposite of of what we think or what we would want to see mm -hmm. and again um i talk out of ignorance because only god knows like what is that process like to and, and it's just such a responsibility and there's just so much going on that only your own experience can determine your ability to really manifest what I'm, I'm describing right now. But, um, my wish and my intention is to, is to really have a positive impact within our society because also of what I mentioned to you of being an ICU nurse and understanding human life and like, 
love and truth and just from a very different perspective. Um, so does that answer the question? I mean, it's your definition, so. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's, yeah. So basically, so basically you're not out there making like, uh, like, like, like ass popping music and shit. That's not my intention. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, no. I, um, you know, I, I think of it as, as an artist, you know, you're giving so much power. You're giving such a, like, it's just a lot of power, you know, like if you, if yeah. you look at any artist that you can pick up right now, they have such a big influence mm -hmm. in society. They have such a big influence in, in their environment just because people are just like driven to them. It's just something that it's even hard to explain for some. It's just like they're in love. They're yeah. in love with whoever that, that person may be. And so I really believe that if that is used correctly and intentionally, it could have a really a really positive impact in all that it's being done and and just perceived within our reality which we all individually and collectively create give me some of your musical influences uh well Whitney Houston for sure 100% uh she was she's like my dad would have me listen to her a lot mm. um then because my dad had the rock band i grew up listening a lot to well surprisingly gospel he my dad loves gospel music mm. and then um bands like the queen uh rolling stones the beatles like the purple just all all of like any of those that you can mention um So I, I grew up I grew up with those. That's that's what I can say as, as of right now. And then um, I have. I'll say that for now. <laughs> yeah. Or do you have any? Uh, do you have any music that's out and like where people can like hear? Yeah, I actually have my single, my my first song that had quite the story behind it, um, which is. I'm describing pretty much my transition from nursing and into music. Um, I call it Sphinx 40. Mm. And uh, it's Sphinx because of the experience that I had at a specific Sphinx in, in, uh, in Europe, which was very um, life-changing. And as I describe in the lyrics and in the song, it's... Um, It's a little bit about that that process. So the single is is it out? Yeah. No, it's out. Yeah. Where can people hear that? Ever it's iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, like there's most platforms there. It's yeah. And this is the first single to your first project. Yes. Okay. Yes. Independent. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're not signed to Dev Jam or anything. <laughs> no, that's that's why it's um. It's quite the journey because it's all my creation in that sense. Like it's everything that I do is, is my responsibility. Mm. I I make sure that it's all it all has the right intention. Well, when I create with a producers, whoever I work with, I always make sure that I want to make sure that the energy is right. I want to make sure that the focus is not just about doing the song or just creating a project, but Ha having like a um, a deeper perspective of what we are here to do, and I know like just being aware of the fact that it's not by chance that you meet with certain people, and just honoring that, and just um, yeah, honoring, honoring. So when when you're when you're done with this project and you push, when someone pushes play, what type what type of feel do you want the person to have? Like like let's say I listen to dmx you know who dmx is the rapper right or whatever so you listen to dmx's first album is dark it's like real grimy it's about him yeah. robbing people and like <laughs> shit 
Okay. And then and then let's say if you you put you play Sade or some right. you get like a real mellow. I want to relax, mm-hmm. like a real yeah. chill vibe. Now when someone hears your project that you're going to come out with, mm-hmm. what vibe are you aiming for them to feel? What I'm aiming for is um a sense of recognizing yourself in the emotions just like with the with the first song um my intention is to bring a sense of unity a sense of understanding and uh of course just make it rhythmical and make it you know fun and and um as as far as beat and like composition of the song and instrumentation but um lyric wise i really want people to feel that there's something much bigger than what we may be aware of as, as of right now that unites us all to unites us all to, together um that's a little redundant but <laughs> um that's that's the most important thing for me that that would just that would bring me the most um i was going to like gratifying feeling of i've been successful in what i've done of of bringing a sense of understanding that There's so much beauty within. Uh, that, that was Channel, channel Seven <laughs> News, everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh, go ahead. Um, that there's so much there's so much beauty in every individual. That it's just a matter of our decision to want to see that, and uh, and then again, what it means to love. It, what, where did that go? Right? Like we we hear some songs that that they literally ask, where did love go? Or like. Mm-hmm what happened or yeah. like even our relationships in in our society as of right now is just um very superficial most like major- like majority of it it just ha- it seems like it has become all like very physical is very much like getting to whatever you want out of that and like moving on mm-hmm. and um I really believe that even everything that's happening right now, we have somehow created it given our lack of focus on what our purpose is here on earth, which that's a really, that's a deep <laughs> statement right there. But, um, but I, that's, that's what I, that's what I believe. Do you think you were put on, do you think you were put on this earth to heal people through music or heal people through medicine? It's their creation. <laughs> if I, I think, given the possibility, I think it's beautiful to offer both. Um, but most importantly, is is whatever the individual's intention is with whatever it's being provided, like whatever resources. What I, do, I what would, which one do you think is more important? To me, well, <laughs> music, obviously. Balance. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. I I really think it just. As we all, it's been said, it's been said over and over throughout the years that um, music is just the universal language. And that's why it's just like music is the most powerful vibration in the universe. Like I've said this before, and it's just like, it's really fascinating to to think of that because it's true. Given that, I mean, starting off of understanding that it's all energy. Mm. So how much more you know thoughtful it could be that process of okay well if this is this powerful then let's be mindful like or, or just like I, it's just to me i see it as like a as an experiment if you will um but an experiment of love if anything it's it's um for i believe there's there's a lot that can be done how many songs do you have uh finished as of right now, there's three for the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, How many songs do you have left? Well, there's two right now. 
working on. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how it plays because, um, I want to, whatever we end up releasing, I want to make sure I feel like fully represented by that. And, and it's, it has the intention that I just described. Are you ready to let people to drop your walls and let people into your life? Like every, <laughs> like like knowing everything about your life. Yeah, I just. Um, I'm talking about like the bad shit and the good shit. Yes, I I um, I do, and I think and I think it will happen at the right time, just because there's so much to it that is just a matter of presenting it within the right um, context and and the right environment so that it reaches in the right way. Mm. Um, for I believe we all have so much that we can learn from each other so much that it we can this is why I'm, this is why I'm saying I'm saying the context and the environment you know because some people as we see with some famous people you know whatever they're doing that is being used sometimes against them because it's just it's so open everything is just so in our faces in, in a way you know mm-hmm. and and that also shows our almost like um evolution as as a society you know is like we see like famous people as oh they they're good like look at them like they're so they're so blessed they're like living the dream or living yeah it's it's easy you know kind of thing but it would be nice to to step back and and really understand that everyone is playing the role that has been given to them to to play in this life you know and within that role as much as it may seem like oh that's so easy that's you know they're just releasing music and they're just like living the life we have not really a a, a good idea of what's really going on in their lives mm-hmm. and it's just again a matter of focusing on yourself on on being respectful and and just letting people be as you do you mm. you know okay so what else are you uh currently working on besides trying to get this ep up like this is the this is the the segment where you are where you can promote anything that you have going on promoting if you want to shout out a friend or any or or just you know that your famous production crew that you have with you or just anything you want to and give the people tell the people where they can find you yeah um well my instagram that's so i i saved the instagram because the beautiful team that i have that i'm we started working with which is omar guerra felipe cano Daniel Coltor. Um, I that's a that might be pronounced differently. Mm. But um we have started creating like a almost like a mini series for Instagram because I, I understand as an artist like you have to create content. So we somehow started like putting things together and um so far what we have created is, is really beautiful and is really um, talking about what I have just shared right now yeah. is really emphasizing more of that of that aspect of what am I doing through my music, and like I said, it's just like a mini series that I look forward to to sharing. Of course, there's a lot of work to be done for that, and um, time. And that's only going to be on Instagram. Yeah, that's the intention is to have it on Instagram. Um, I also believe i will have it on on my youtube channel mm-hmm. um but as of right now it's it's just insta it's for instagram and then um that's that's all i will say for now okay. yeah and your music they can find it on all platforms like itunes spotify yeah, and that, all. that one that one song yes <laughs> it's uh <laughs> i know it, it's just it's cute now yes but um it's uh it's available on iTunes and on Amazon and Spotify, yes, on most most platforms. And your YouTube channel, what's it called? 
Bianca. It's it's same. It's just Bianca Et is just okay. same as the Instagram. And if people get sick, what hospital do you work at? <laughs> It's right in the middle of all studios. I <laughs> know. Um, yeah, I should uh, yeah. probably not answer that question. <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you for uh, for gracing me with your presence. Uh, it's very uplifting getting to know you. Um, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, everybody, go check out her music on all platforms. What was the name of the song? Sphinx Forty. Sphinx As Forty. The cat. Sphinx forty, yeah. Sphinx for Sphinx forty. Yeah. Let's make it. Let's make it a top. <laughs> let's make it go viral. Is it danceable? Can people dance to it? You know, I've can they been do told a TikTok dance to it? They can. I. I mean, I've been told people. They're like, I can twerk to this and I can meditate to this, which I thought that was oh, very damn. interesting. I gotta hear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you have a music video for it? We're working on it right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, do you have any uh, last words? I just want to say thank you for coming. It was a, a pleasure meeting you. It was a pleasure, you know, yeah. doing this for the first time. <laughs> As yeah, you this is your first, your first interview. That, <laughs> yes. was, that was good. Um, I, I really enjoy your energy. Your, your presence also is like, I, and I think it's beautiful. And, and the reason also why I enjoy doing this is because just it, it's a great concept that you have by creating this so thank you thank you for coming yeah well everybody you heard bianca best podcast <laughs> in the world and this was episode 16 everyday celebrity season two and we are out <laughs> you you